What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Wyman Podcast. And thank you for listening, however you may be listening, whether it's on the Anchor app, which I record on right now, or Spotify, uh, maybe even Google Play or Pocket Cast, or possibly even Breaker or Radio Public. I'm available on all those outlets and sources for my podcast. Um, you know, and uh, no matter how you're taking my content in or how you're listening, I do appre- appreciate it, and I do, uh, do thank you for listening today. Uh, today I'm going to do a Raw and SmackDown recap little bit of a breakdown i mean i'm not going to go into every every match and every finish i mean it's three hours of raw and five hours of smackdown i mean it's five hours of content i I don't think you guys want to sit here and listen to me talk about five hours of content but um first before i uh before i was going to do raw and smackdown and then the news broke that um i think it was earlier today actually I'm recording on Wednesday, so I think it was earlier the, today, this morning, they broke the news of um, they're going back to Saudi Arabia in June, WWE's, which they got a lot of backlash for it last time. Um, and, I, you know, with, with WWE, money talks, as they say, with Vince, you know, it, it, it's just just so much money invested into these, um, they, you know, they did it Saudi Arabia, they did Australia, and now, you know, they, they got another deal to go over to Saudi Arabia in June, which... You know, I gotta gotta imagine it's a huge deal and it's a huge um, global, you know, global stage they're gonna be on there. It's like another, almost another uh, WrestleMania of some sorts, or uh, you know, a big Royal Rumble, or you know, whatever you want to compare it to. But it's um, it's gonna be another big show. I know the last time they did it, it, it happened on a Friday on the East Coast here in the U.S. and they did um. Man, I mean, if I remember, it was like five or six hours. It was almost like a regular, uh, regular WrestleMania. You know, a lot of big names are gonna be there. A lot of, um, I don't want to say gimmick matches, but a lot of, um, you know, just uh, you know, big name matches and just to draw people, draw people, get eyes on the product. Um, three names, you know, for example, three names that have already been released are uh, Undertaker. Uh, Brock Lesnar, who was supposed to be retired from MMA and WWE, but apparently his name is being advertised for this event. So maybe it's just like a one-time thing. He's just going to, you know, show up and do a match and then head back out. And uh, also Goldberg will be there. So, I mean, that's already three big names you got. Three, um, you know, any wrestling fan, any casual fan knows those three guys. So they're going to uh, they're gonna definitely want to have them there. Which kind of sucks, but it's, it's, it sucks for fans like me because, you know, you want to see the Seth Rollins and the Kevin Owens, you know, AJ Styles. You want to see those guys there that are there all year. You know, you want to see them come out and and get rewarded for being there all year and to be, you know, put on that global stage, which they will. Which I mean, it's a, it'll be a six- or seven-hour show. It'll be on all day, you know, could stream it on the network. So it's not like they got to have it on a uh you know, a TV broadcast or a pay-per-view slot, you know. So, they, I mean, they could run it for 12 hours if they wanted to. Wish they're not, but they could, Um, you know, they're, they're going to find the space for the guys, you know, the Braun Strowmans and the, the Eliases and Roman Reigns, you know, they all they're all have their spots, but it also, it also drags the show out a little bit longer. And, um, you know, because you have to add more matches, you have to take up more time. For now, now you got these three big names, um, you know, Goldberg, Undertaker, and Brock Lesnar. 
which the best thing I would want to do is have him in a triple threat and get, give me like an eight-minute match, you know, have Goldberg spear them and then Brock Lesnar F5s everybody and then Undertaker gets up and tombstones them and wins or, you know, something, and then that's it. But knowing WWE, they're not going to do that. Undertaker will fight somebody and then Brock Lesnar will fight somebody and Goldberg will fight somebody and then, it, you know, like I said, it just takes up a whole bunch of time and a whole bunch of time slots and match match slots, which sucks because, you know, most of these guys are going to go over, you know, which, you know, you put you put Brock Lesnar in there against, you know, I mean, who would you put him against if you want to do the whole angle with Seth again, even though Seth is doing an angle with, you know, AJ coming up and money in the bank. I don't know if you want to do Brock and Seth again and then maybe do Goldberg versus Undertaker since that's, like, never really been done. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Like I said, the best option for me would be if they were the first match in a triple threat and it lasted eight minutes, and then we go from there. But that's not going to happen. So um, that's enough for that. Get more into the Saudi Arabia thing as it gets closer. But um, I want to start off with Raw, Monday Night Raw. And uh, the theme of Raw really was the Money in the Bank uh, pay-per-view, you know, announcing the Money in the Bank contestants. You can have four from Raw uh, for the men's ladder match, for the, for the men's briefcase, and then four from SmackDown, and then four from Raw, you know, on the women's ladder match for the women's briefcase, four from Raw, four from SmackDown. So basically it was just Alexa Bliss. You know, she had two segments. She's announcing, uh, started off the show announcing the men's, which was Braun Strowman, Ricochet, uh, Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin, which I can't throw any flags on these four. I mean, these four, I think all four of them are over. All four of them, um, you know, huge baby faces or huge heels, you know, and you know, in their own right. But um, I do like, I do like how they kind of put Drew. You know, they put Drew versus Baron a little bit. You know, when they cut their promos, and um, you know. I don't, I don't know what I don't know if there's really like uh not there there's a beef but I'm kind of to see ha uh, happy to see Drew break away from Corbin because ever since Drew's come back you know he started off that thing with Dolph he's the he's like almost a bodyguard and then you know after that he's kind of running around with Baron and uh, Bobby Lashley kind of popped in there a little bit and they were like running around like fighting the Shield and stuff I don't know it was weird Drew's better than that I think Baron's better than that you know I I, I even like the stuff Baron could talk. I think Drew's accent helps him talk, if that makes any sense. It, you know, it makes him more entertaining. I think if, like, a regular guy said just some of the stuff Drew said, it'd come off kind of corny. But I think because of the accent, it's kind of like Becky Lynch, kind of like you get that accent, it, like, uh, enhances them, you know. To, it, you know, it draws people towards them just because it's, it's a new sound. It's a new, it's a new uh, way of someone talking, for us anyway. And, uh, you know, so they... They had a little beef in there, but then they ended up tagging up because obviously they're still two of the bad guys versus Ricochet and, you know, Braun, the two good guys. And they're already playing, uh, you know, the classic Ricochet underdog because he's, you know, the smallest guy in the, you know, from the Raw team anyway. He's the smallest guy and, you know, he's never been there before. He's a new guy, you know, all the, all the typical underdog stuff WWE does, which um which is good. I mean, it works. It, get, it gets guys over. Ricochet's already over from his in-ring. Um, you know, performances and his look. But that, that also gives him more over when you got a big, you know, a big uh, 
big bastard like Drew standing in the ring saying, you know, you're no good, you're you're little, you know, you're the new guy around here, you you know, get out of here, you ain't nothing, you, you know. It kind of it kind of also gets that extra oomph on Ricochet that you know wants you and wants you know you want Ricochet to win more than you already do. Um, just from the raw side, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'll do my prediction show as we get closer to the to the Money in the Bank. But right now, who I'd like to see win, I think Drew. I, you know, from the raw side, I think Drew needs it most. He since he's come back, he has like I said, he's been running running a tag along with you know Dolph and then Baron and then uh, you know Bobby, and it's just it's just kind of weird what they've been doing. I think Drew could really be a good guy with the, the briefcase, and he would. Um, heel, heels are always the best with the briefcase because you hate when somebody cashes in, and like every time a, ba- a good guy wins, they don't win it. Like Braun, uh, you know Cena a couple years back, he like cashed in. You know he gave like uh, CM Punk like a week's notice. Like nah, fuck that. Ca- cash that shit in, dude. He, you know that that's why the, the whole Money in the Bank concept was built off of, like Edge, and like you know those real prick, those real pricks that just you know. You know, back in the day, Edge comes in and, like, spears John Cena after an Elimination Chamber match. He's all bloodied and beaten, and, you know, Cena can't stand up. Oh, my God, here comes Edge. And then it's like, that's 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 what Money in the Bank is. You don't want, uh, you know, we already seen Braun with it. Um, you know, and Ricochet, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't, Ricochet's not that kind of guy to be a Money in the Bank winner. It's, it's always, always worked best on the heels always work best on the bad guys it's a it's a prop it's a bad guy um prop that's what it is it's a it's a it's a it's gold for a bad guy like carmella won it last year it was gold for her you know shot her up you know the the damn charts all year running around with the briefcase all year and then she cashes it in and she's running her mouth and it's just good it's just good um baron could use it i don't think uh, we like uh, we've seen Baron with it before, and he like cashed in on SmackDown, and Jinder rolled him up and beat like his his cash in was shitty, just like Braun's was. So I don't know if they put him on one of them two. For you know, for the Raw side, I would say either Drew or Ricochet, but I think um, I think it goes better on the bad guy. So I, I would like to see Drew win. Not saying that that's what they're gonna do. Like I said, I'll do my predictions closer to the pay per view, but they um. I'd really like to see Drew win from the uh, from the Raw side, anyway. So um, that's your four on Raw, representing Raw, I should say, from the for the Money in the Bank Men's Ladder match. And then a little later on the show, you know, Alexa Bliss comes out a second moment of Bliss to announce the women's, and the women's isn't as um, you know as exciting. You got Natalia, Naomi. Uh, Dana Brooke and then Alexa Bliss, you know, announces herself as the fourth fourth woman going in, which which is fine. I, you know, looking up and down, a lot of people complaining, but looking up and down that women's roster, there's nobody. You know, they kind of they kind of killed it with the whole Ronda Rousey thing, just you know, slapping arm bars on everybody, and then you know, Charlotte's over on SmackDown, and then Becky's kind of on. You know, she's Raw champ, but she's also SmackDown champ, so she's you know, on both shows. Um, so it's kind of like that Raw roster is kind of like, I don't know, they, they lost Sasha Banks, and uh, I don't know, I guess she was upset with WWE, they lost, the, her and Bailey lost the tag titles uh, a couple weeks back to the Iconics, so you know, she's upset, so she just hasn't been on TV, Bailey got moved to SmackDown, so that Raw roster of women is really like a who's who, 
Um, you know, Naomi was a champ on SmackDown. And, of course, Alexa Bliss has been champ on both shows. Natalia is the best wrestler out of them all. I, I always say Natalia is one of the best wrestlers, and she doesn't get used enough. She, I mean, she could talk. You know, she has the look. She could, I mean, obviously she could wrestle. And Dana Brooke, um, I didn't like Dana Brooke at first, but she seems like she's getting a little bit better. I mean, they're going to give her a little push here. I don't really see her winning. Um, as far as this one goes, I'd like to see Natalia win. I, you know, I'm, I really do like Natalia, but I don't think they're going to do it. I don't, I don't think they're going to do it. They're, uh, they always, they always get Natalia just so far to just, you know, pull her right back. But, um, so that's the women, the, so that's the women, Natalia Bliss, Naomi and Dana from the Raw side. And then you got Braun, Ricochet, Drew and Corbin from the Raw side for the men's ladder match. And then we go to, um, one of my other favorite segments was the, uh, the old Firefly Funhouse, which is, I think, I want to say this is the second week, second or third week, it might be the third week of the Firefly Funhouse, with the um, somewhat new Bray Wyatt, maybe new Bray Wyatt, definitely looks new, definitely um, sounds new, but he doesn't seem new, and some of the stuff, you know, he, he's painting his picture, and then it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's all nice and cuddly and this and that. And he turns the picture on, and it's like a fucking house on fire with, like, uh, <laughs> some girl looking through the window. And it does look a lot like, um... It reminded me of when Randy set the house on fire. That whole, uh, Wyatt compound or what the hell, I forget what the hell it was. When Wyatt, uh, when Randy set the house on fire with Sister Abigail was supposedly inside or she was buried underneath the house i don't know i forget the whole damn angle but that that's what that reminded me of and then he's you know he's talking about suppressed feelings and uh uh the word of the day is sociopath he's calling calling the witch uh sociopath and then then that turns out to be a word of the day and i don't know it's like he it's like bray saying the same things just now he's smiling and it's uh you know, and it's like bright instead of him whispering it into a microphone in the dark. It's it's kind of like the same stuff he's he's always been saying. Even at the end when he's saying, you know, well, I'll lead the way. All you got to do is let me in. And then he kind of gets like that old uh, familiar kind of stare on his face that he used to do. And then he just starts laughing and like waving. And it's just, it's creepy, man. It's creepy. It's definitely, um, definitely a new... Um, I don't even want to say a new gimmick. It's a new look. I, I feel like it's kind of the same gimmick he's doing, but we'll you know we'll find out as they go along with it because he, he ain't that ain't slowing down. I think this was the best segment on Raw. A lot of people thought it was the best segment on Raw, which judging by the Raw wasn't really saying much, but it was uh, nonetheless you know best segment on Raw. It's you got to give it to him. Bray for second or third week in a row is is doing pretty good with that stuff. Those little uh, video packages. Um, what else we got? What else we got? Another thing I want to talk about is, um, Becky Lynch. I, it's just something about, I don't know if it's the writing, if it's too scripted, if it's, you know, she gets, um, to me, her promos seem too stale. Like, every week she's saying, saying the same thing. And, I, you know, she's over. She, she's going to drop one of the titles in Money in the Bank. I, I think it'll be the SmackDown one. 
that they you know they got to separate her and Charlotte somehow. But um, they you know I I feel like she's saying the same thing over and over again. You know, I'm gonna slap the head off you, and I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and yeah, I don't know. It just sounds like the same stuff over and over again. I don't. I think she gets overused, but it's also hard to say that because she's the champion on both shows. So. I don't know. It's good she's on both shows, but it's also it gets kind of bad that she's on both shows. Because like you see her on Monday, cutting a promo and she's fighting Lacey, and then you know the next night she's on uh, she's on SmackDown fighting Bailey, and then Charlotte gets involved with that match, and then they fight, and then it's like you know it's just it's just too much of Becky sometimes. It's too much, of, and it's not Becky's fault. I don't think it's really anybody's fault. It's just over. Overexpo- uh, overexposure, oversaturation. Um, you know, I don't know how many times you could say, you know, I'm, I'm going to slap the head off you. I'm going to beat every woman up on this roster. You know, she, I mean, she's, she's said it every week since maybe even before she's gotten the title. She used to say the same stuff to Ronda and Charlotte. Now she's saying it to Lacey and, you know, Bailey and Charlotte on SmackDown. It's like, you know... Sooner or later, and I did see something online, they were thinking of, uh, I didn't really read into it, but they were thinking of changing the way her character goes or something like that, which I don't think they should do. I think they should just slow, uh, you know, keep the character, just slow, slow the, uh, the, not the push, but like the momentum she's got, you know, you gotta, you gotta let stuff brew, because now they're doing like two weeks of content for Becky, it'll be like one week. Like, she'll cut a promo on Raw, and then she'll fight. And then she'll say something on SmackDown, and then she'll fight. You know, usually superstar, you know, like uh, Seth Rollins only has to do that once every Monday. He's a champ. He has to do that once a week on a Monday. Now Becky has to do that once a week on a Monday. And then, well, wait a second, she's SmackDown champ. So now she has to go do uh, do almost the same thing on SmackDown, which is why you're getting double, you know, like you're seeing double sometimes with Becky. And I don't, I don't, I don't um, really like it. That's why I'm kind of hoping um, she drops one of the belts. I think she should drop the SmackDown belt just to separate her and Charlotte, to get Becky on one show. Uh, you know, and then once you isolate Becky on one show, then you'll hear those promos once a week. Then you'll see her, um, you know, getting a fist fight once a week instead of seeing it on Raw. And then 24 hours later, you're hearing the same thing, and you're seeing the same thing. Just you know, just the ropes are blue. It's on SmackDown. You know, it's just. Um, I I think um, I think they have to get get one of those belts off her because she's. It's like sometimes I'm zoning out because it's like okay, I heard this the last the last month. I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Um. It's not much if for Raw. I mean, like I said, Raw wasn't really that good. You got Firefly Funhouse, Becky. Um, I thought Sammy cut a good promo. He's just fighting the the universe, like Sammy versus the universe, I guess. Um, somebody's going to come out and, you know, some ultra baby face is going to come out and beat the shit out of him sooner or later. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know who the fuck it is. I can't think of anybody. This is like a typical, like, John Cena spot. You know, he comes out and, like, you know, defends the fans and defends the WWE Universe. But, obviously, I don't see Cena doing that anytime soon. Um, I'm trying to think who the hell it would be. 
but hopefully it's a big surprise. Hopefully, hopefully it, it's something good and it shocks the hell out of me. Because I think you know Sammy's one of the best talkers. You just you can see that he goes out there every week and he's just talking to himself. I mean, he has no feud. He's just talking to the fans. He's just going, you know, he's he's just going off on the fans for five or ten minutes and he just tells them to go to hell and leaves. And it's like, you know, usually the best promo of the night. You know, that's without his wrestling. He's one of the best wrestlers on the card too. So hopefully it's a big uh, big name or a big surprise. Maybe somebody they sign. I know a lot of. Uh, a lot of guys are leaving or taking time off or you know whatever but hopefully it's a big name big name to get uh get sammy over in his first real real feud since coming back um what else we got raw um i did like the idea of bobby lashley versus the miz until shane mcmahon interrupted again i guess they're gonna roll with shane versus miz at money in the bank they made the uh steel cage match um official which will be good i mean they i mean they could fight but i just when when they moved miz to raw i thought it was like the end of it you know i I thought it was like okay you know because shane had beaten him at uh wrestlemania shane had beaten him at wrestlemania and then miz got moved to raw to shake up to the week after so i was like okay cool you know miz is a baby face now and you know he'll go and do some stuff on Raw, and then he's like still, Shane's still popping up on Raw, like attacking him, fighting him. I thought Shane Shane's Shane won the match. Shane won the match, and now he's showing up on Raw, still beating the hell out of Miz. I mean I don't get it. I thought I could see them doing this if Miz won, you know, and then Shane's all pissed off, you know, and he's coming out, you know, he wants to fight uh, Miz, he wants to do this, he wants to do that, but Shane won the match at WrestleMania. I mean, unless they fucked it up and maybe Miz was supposed to win. Because the way, the way they did that finish, you know, they did that big suplex and then Shane, like, kind of landed on top of Miz and pinned him outside the ring over there by the uh, announce tables and shit over there. But, um, at MetLife. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, hopefully Miz wins and just, just cut the shit with Shane and maybe Shane could just be a bad guy on SmackDown. Which uh, which will be good. I mean, I'm just tired of seeing Miz and Shane. I'm tired of seeing Shane fight. I'm tired of it. He's fifty something years old. He's he he's not an active wrestler. I let Miz go do something else. Shane wants to be the best in the world. Go be the best in the world on SmackDown, where you're a commissioner, supposedly. And um, you know, go fight somebody over there. Shit, man. Huh. But, um, in the main event of Raw, heel AJ. Yeah, AJ doing a slow and steady heel turn. I don't think it's so slow now, the way he was talking and acting towards Seth. And, man, I tell you, the fans weren't backing down. The fans, uh, you know, it didn't take much for the fans to turn on AJ. I tell you that much, because they're doing the whole, I guess they're doing the whole, you know, House that AJ Styles Bill versus Monday Night Rollins, and for some odd reason the crowd thinks they're like Raw fans. Like it's the same brand. It's WWE, you know. But you know the the whole thing with the Raw fans, and you know we do things different over here. It's Monday Night Rollins, and the fans ate it up, dude. The fans got behind it, and it, you know, it didn't take them quick to turn on AJ, which I was kind of surprised. I thought it would be more split, seeing as AJ is over as hell. 
great, you know, arguably the best wrestler on the roster. But the thing about that is so is Seth. Now so is Seth. And he's arguably the best wrestler on the roster right next to Seth. So this is where you, you kind of you got to be careful when you're WWE. You got to, you know, pick your stake, which it looks like they're going Seth, you know, Seth good guy, uh, you know, AJ bad guy, which is better in my opinion. But, you know, you got to – I, I don't want to see on Raw now something happen and now they're going back and forth where AJ's trying to win the crowd back over. No, no, no. They're already establishing AJ's the heel, the way he talked, the way he – um. You know, his actions in the ring during the contract signing for the Universal title. You got to go with it now. Ride it out. You still got two weeks. I want to say two weeks to Money in the Bank. Two and a half. It, uh, should be like two more Raw episodes. Episodes of Raw. Yeah. And then, you know, you got to go. Because once you start flip especially this close. Once you start flip-flopping, then it's like, you know, ah, shit, who do I want to win? I guess I'll just flip a fucking coin. No, you gotta have uh, put some more heat on AJ. Put um, what I would do. Thanks for asking. What I would do is I put AJ. You saw the Good Brothers come back net, uh, on Raw. They got beat by the Usos. Why? Who gives a fuck? They got beat by the Usos because I think they're not there to be in the tag division. The Usos are gonna be in the tag division. Now, the Good Brothers, uh, Gallows and Anderson, I think, uh, are going to team back up with AJ. And they're going to beat the, you know, beat the hell out of Seth. I don't know, maybe maybe not this Monday, maybe the, the go-home show. Maybe two Mondays from now. Leave you with that thought, like, oh, shit, you know, the club's back together or whatever. You know, going into Money in the Bank, which would be cool. Or they, they could do it this Monday. I really don't give a shit. I just think they're going to be good either way. And I think, um, you know, you saw that with AJ bringing up the shield and, oh, you know, your brothers aren't here to protect you. You know, you know, Dean's gone and Roman's on SmackDown and all that jazz. So uh, that immediately clicked when he said, you know, oh, the shield. I'm like, damn, dude, this guy might get Gals and Anderson. They might run out and beat the hell out of Seth right now. But they didn't. You know, AJ hits him with the forearm, goes to the table. And, um, you know, that, that was the end of Raw. But I think that was a solid ending. It's a good build. I mean, you don't have to do much to build this match. I mean, you really don't. Just tell me Seth and AJ are fighting. Let me know the date, and I'll be watching. Because, you know, you don't have to do much to build this. But um, all in all, like I said, Raw wasn't that good. Three, three hours. When you have maybe three good things, maybe four good things happen in three hours, it's, it's a tough watch. It's tough. Um... You know, rolling in the SmackDown was the same thing. The money in the bank, you were going to find out. You know, you found out who's on Raw, representing Raw. Four men, four women, two ta- two ladder matches for the briefcase. Now you got, uh, you know, now you got to find out the the other four from SmackDown. So uh, they didn't really do, like, the bliss moment of bliss. They kind of just announced them on SmackDown. Like, they they did, like, the, I know the men, they did, like, a... a uh, Damn, I can't even think of it. They put up the the four uh, raw guys, and then they like filled in the SmackDown guys, like announced them, like, and as as I think it was like Byron Saxton or something announcing them, like as they announced them, they were like filling them in. It's kind of weird. They didn't really like do a whole thing like they did on Raw, like the moment of bliss and all that stuff. But um, 
So the men's money, you know, the fourth from SmackDown, the men's money in the bank is going to be Mustafa Ali, the Intercontinental Champion, Finn Balor, uh, Randy Orton, the Viper, Randy Orton, and then Cien, Andrade, Cien, Almas. Okay, so the only guy from SmackDown I see winning this is Cien. First of all, Finn's the IC champ. I don't think they're going to have Finn, IC champ, and a briefcase holder. Glenn, once again, like I said about the Raw guys, he's a good guy. You don't want to see Finn run down. It's it's just it's just a dickhead move to come down and cash in a briefcase after a guy already fought like a twenty thirty minute match. It's just it's just really like it's it's not a move that Finn would do. It's not really something that Finn would do. Same thing with Mustafa Ali. I think he's kind of new, and they put um, you know. I don't, I don't think they're going to put it on them this soon. Um, Randy, I hope they don't put it on Randy. I really hope they don't because they don't, you know, Randy don't need nothing else. It's good to have Randy in there for the name value, to have somebody in there that's, you know, obviously um, champion 12, 13, 14 times, whatever it's been. It's good to have Randy in there for name value. It gives him a spot, you know, on the card, but... I think uh, I think the one guy from SmackDown here that could and should win Raw. Raw, I said Drew, Baron should win. One guy on SmackDown I think should win. And that's Cien. That's Andrade. Man, this dude's killing it. He's killing it. He has a uh, a kick-ass manager, a mouthpiece, Selena. He could go in the ring. He's over as hell, and he's a bad guy. So this would fit. Imagine, you know, oh man, Kofi. Imagine Kofi Kingston just be, you know, pins Kevin Owens or pins, you know, I don't know, some other bad guy on SmackDown. You know, they, they're fighting. Oh, Kofi wins. Kofi's the best. I love Kofi. And then Cien's fucking music hits. And Zelina's, like, carrying the briefcase. And Cien runs down. And she's, like, yelling at the ref, cash it in, cash it in. Blah, blah. And then, you know, Cien hits him with, like, the double knees or... I don't know, whatever the hell he decides to do that night, because he could do almost anything he wants in that ring. And, and man, it'd just be so money. And then the fucking heat he would get, because he can't talk. He can't talk, so even when you try to say something, you try to call him a fucking prick, you can't, because he don't know what the fuck you're saying. So now you got to listen to him. He's going to be up there talking Spanish. You, gotta listen, you don't got to listen to him. He's going to be standing there holding a belt, and uh, Zelina's going to be sitting there running her damn mouth. And she didn't fucking do nothing. Ah, oh, and it, the people, are, they're going to be pissed, especially if he cashes in on a guy like Kofi. Oh, man, it, it, it'd be money. It would be fucking money. But, um, yeah, that's my candidate for SmackDown, CN. And then, um, what else? Oh, the women's money in the bank, they added, you know, so Raw, you got uh, Natalia, Bliss, Naomi, and Dana, and then SmackDown, they announced you got Bailey. Ember Moon, Carmella, and Mandy Rose. And, um, shit. I don't know who I like. This whole women's match, I just don't know. Because, um, I want to say Carmella again, but she already had it. But she was so good with it. She was so good with the briefcase last year. She held it for a long time. She said on SmackDown, you know, 287 days she held it. And then, you know, cashed it in. And then she was champ for a little while. And, you know, it was just, it was just fresh. It, you know, it wasn't like Charlotte. 
versus Becky or, you know, Charlotte versus Sasha. You know, somebody new. And if you want somebody new this year, I'm looking from the SmackDown side anyway. I'm looking at Ember Moon. I think Ember Moon has the best ability at all four of these, you know, wrestling-wise. Bailey's good, but I think Ember Moon is uh, the best at all four of these, wrestling-wise. And she's new. She's she hasn't been champion. They really have haven't done anything with her, uh, you know, since calling her up in NXT uh, from from NXT, I should say. She's been on Raw. She kind of floated around on Raw, and she got uh, mixed up in the shake-up, sh- shooken up in the mix-up. Whatever the fuck. And then you go and you put her on SmackDown. And now now she's in this ladder match. And I think people are tired of Bailey. I think, uh, you know, like I said, Carmella already won it last year. She was the first ever to win it. And you got Mandy Rose. And it's like, do you want to put on Mandy Rose? I could see them putting on Mandy Rose just because Mandy Rose is like the, the one of the person, one of the people you don't want to win. Like, Carmella's a bad person, but she gets cheers. Like, Alexa Bliss, and, um, you know, Alexa Bliss, like, she's on, like, that that fence. Like, some people are cheers, some people are booer. Like, if Mandy Rose wins the briefcase, like, people are going to be pissed just because she's, you know, fans don't think she could wrestle. She can't really talk. She had that whole thing where her and Sonya were, like, a tag team for, like, a week. And then she was messing around with one of the Usos for like two weeks with, you know, get messing with Naomi. You know, I, I don't know. They just, I don't think Mandy Rose would be, would go over well with the fans. So they may do that. They may do that just to piss people off, which, um, which I think they kind of tried to do with Carmella last year, but it kind of backfired with the whole James Ellsworth thing. And then they made her do it again on SmackDown and then, like, Ellsworth helped her again or some shit. I forget how the hell they did it, but I know Ellsworth was involved. And then she, you know, Carmella won it again. And then I think that's what they try to do with Carmella. Like, you know, she was another girl who was, like, kind of, like, all looks. Like, you know, oh, you know, can't really, you know, people think that she can't really wrestle, which I think Carmella could wrestle. I think she could wrestle. I mean, she's not Ember Moon or Bailey, but she could wrestle. She could wrestle. Um, but I don't know. If I... The, the, the girl I want to win from SmackDown would be Ember. Um, the girl that I think's gonna win. Oof. I, I'm seeing maybe Alexa Bliss or Mandy, just the way they book it. But it would be refreshing for Bailey. Maybe if Bailey does like a heel turn, they do Bailey heel turn, you know, and then she'll be like a bad guy and do that. Maybe that'll be refreshing. But I don't. I don't know. I don't, no, no real indication of that really anytime soon for Bailey, which kind of sucks, because I like Bailey. Um, other than that, SmackDown is pretty good, they, they replayed the Bray thing again, I guess they're just trying to, to establish that he's on both shows, you know, at the, it was the same episode of Firefly Funhouse, just, you know, they just played it on SmackDown, which was cool, I guess, they also, you know, they're also trying to set that tone, like I said with the AJ and Seth thing, they're trying to really set that tone on Monday night and Tuesday night. So, you know, they're trying to set that tone of, you know, hey, this isn't SmackDown, that's Raw, that's Monday Night Rollins. Hey, this is, uh, you know, SmackDown, you know. They're trying to separate it, so they're trying to act like, you know, oh, the the crowd at SmackDown didn't see this Firefly Funhouse because because they didn't watch Raw, you know, because they're SmackDown fans. Yeah, right, okay. But 
hey, I'm not going to complain watching. I'd watch Firefly Funhouse if they put it on NXT. If they want to put it on uh, ESPN or NFL Network or if they just want to run replays on WWE Network, I'll, I'll watch it. You know, just give me a new episode every day and I'll just I'll tune in. So I'm not going to complain about that. But um, other than that, they had a they had a Roman segment, which is just like I I don't even know what I don't know I don't get it I don't know I don't know anymore I I really don't know it's the, the worst pairing you could do I guess because Kofi's champ so you can't really put Roman against Kofi so kind of just like saving Roman for maybe maybe KO beats Kofi or maybe like you know like I said maybe CN cashes in on Kofi if he wins. You know, whatever they're going to do, as soon as, like, soon as the bad guy gets the belt again, maybe Daniel comes back. I don't know. As soon as the bad guy gets the belt again, I guess Roman's going to fight him because it's like, like, what the hell are they doing with Roman? He's, like, fighting the B team in a handicap match. He he comes out and Superman punches Vince, and then Vince, like, isn't even there. Like, he Shane's out there to talk. But Shane's also got the feud on Monday going, uh, going on with Miz. He's fighting in a fucking steel cage match. But now he's out on SmackDown talking shit to Roman, setting up handicap matches with Elias as the enforcer. And it's just so, like, oh, God, it's, like, so, like, 1999 booking. Like, a handicap match against two bad guy fucking jobbers and the real bad guys on the outside trying to do interferences with the ref. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just so basic-ass booking that, for for guys like me watching wrestling for 20 years you you've seen the shit so many times and it you know it's just it's just boring it's just boring cuz you know what's going to happen you know who's going to win as soon as the B team came out i said okay this is going to be a handicap match Elias is either going to be on the announce table or he's going to be you know outside the ring somehow and sure enough here he comes with a fucking res- uh, referee uh guinea tee on <laughs> which is pretty cool tank top whatever the hell you want to call it that was pretty cool by Elias but they um you know it's just it's so so damn predictable like the B team's really gonna beat Roman on a Smackdown I mean come on that Jesus Christ at least have Elias hit him Elias can even get a guitar hit in at least have Elias hit him with the guitar and get you know get DQ'd or something it's just like you know uh, Superman punch spear win you know, like, what's the point of even having the match of money in the bank? I mean, really. I don't know. Maybe Elias will win. Maybe Elias will, will roll him up or something. Because Elias could work. That's the thing. I think that's the thing that bothers me the most is Elias could work. Elias, he's over. He's over because of his gimmick. But, man, that dude could wrestle. I've been watching that dude, I mean, since he was a drifter in NXT. He could, he could wrestle, you know? So that's what kind of bothers me the most is he doesn't really take... I mean, I guess that's part of his gimmick. He doesn't really take a lot of bumps or a lot of hits unless, you know, he's fighting The Undertaker or John Cena at WrestleMania. But other than that, he doesn't really get into it a lot with a... You know, on a SmackDown or a Raw. He kind of, like, stays stays away from the, the action. He doesn't really have matches, you know? He doesn't really have matches. So, I mean, it's good he has a match. He has a high-profile match against one of the biggest guys in the company. But, you know, in Roman. But, I mean, unless he wins, like, okay, Roman's going to beat him, and then what? Elias goes back to singing concerts? You know? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see Elias win, but 
Maybe, maybe they'll amp it up here coming up in like you know the next two weeks, but I have no idea. I have no idea what the point of this this feud is. Just to get Roman more over than he already is, I guess. I, I don't know. But um, other than that, you know, SmackDown's pretty solid. It usually is because SmackDown's two hours, so they they kind of you know book with a sense of urgency. You don't have a lot of time to dick around and. You know, like Raw, you got, you know, moment of bliss and moment of this and moment of that. And, you know, there ain't no moments on SmackDown. It's fucking segment, segment. You know, every segment has to mean something. Every segment has to mean something in a live uh, TV two-hour show, which I, which is always, it always provides better shows, in my opinion. There's less, there's less bullshit in the middle. You know, you get what you need to get done. Just get the shit done. Um... Oh boy, what else, what else, what else? Um, that was really it. They had the Kofi, uh, you know, Kofi and KO made their match official. Kofi laid down the law, laid down the challenge to Kevin Owens in the beginning of the show. <sighs> Kevin Owens comes out talking shit. Xavier Woods comes out to try to, you know, defend Kofi's honor, I guess, or something. He gets a super kick and the fucking draw for it. And then KO hauls ass, you know, Kofi runs up the ramp. KO hauls, and that's the beginning of the show, KO hauls ass up the ramp, or, you know, backstage, you know, not ready, they're, they're, okay, so Biggie's not there, so now you're already, you're already down to two members of, uh, Kofi and Xavier, Xavier Woods, so now you're going with, um, now after Xavier Woods eats the kick, now you're in the back, and you got Kofi saying, "Hey, dude, you know, don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. Just stay back." And you know, Xavier's like, "Nah, man, I, you know, I can't. Let, you know, we're new day, dog. You know, whatever he said. I don't fucking remember what he said, but he's like, you know, you know, I got your back, whatever. And he's like, you know, well, I, you know, I got it. I'm WWE champ. You know, I got this. I got this. So then sure enough, you know, Kevin Owens show. The main event of SmackDown is supposed to be Kevin Owens show featuring Xavier Woods. You know, later on that night." And you know KO goes out there and you know runs his gums, and you know do, you know he does what KO does. He's the man, you know. But um, you know of course Xavier Woods doesn't show up, and then you see Kofi come out, and he just like tears his shirt off. It doesn't even say you know, it doesn't have a mic, you know, just tears his shirt off and like runs out, you know. And they go at it for a little bit, and then Kofi get you know Kofi obviously gets the best of him, and then once again KO you know rolls out and hauls ass through the crowd. So you kind of, um, now I liked in the beginning where KO didn't get, there was no contact between them. I liked that he hauled ass up the ramp backstage before Kofi got there. But I didn't like how they, how they had him fight at the end. They kind of ruined, they could have saved that for like next week or maybe two weeks, you know. They kind of, kind of shot their load on one episode with the whole, you know, KO and Kofi, you know, KO keeping his distance from Kofi. But, um. I think I think it's gonna be good. I mean, they're playing Kofi underdog. You know, Ko's doing, you know, doing his thing, getting his heat. You know, I think it's gonna, you know, they're gonna be a good match at Money in the Bank. I really, I'm really looking forward to that match. That's one of the matches. You know, besides the Money in the Bank ladder matches themselves, I'm really looking to that match, uh, forward to that match between those two, because it's gonna be interesting. Because the company loves Kevin Owens. If there's one thing, I mean, you look at the history. Kevin Owens always has a belt. He's always He's always in a title, uh, you know, a title picture. He's always fighting, you know, and when he's not in a title picture, he's fighting Shane McMahon. And he's, uh, you know, headbutting Vince. You know, he's always doing something, you know, big. He's always in, like, one of the main spots. 
So it'd be interesting to see, you know, his first his first big and you know, it's just that he just came back, right? So that's already telling is he just came back and he's fighting, you know, for for the belt already. Which they could have went, you know, several they could have had KO in the latter match and had, you know, uh CN fight Kofi or anybody else fight Kofi. But they went with they went with KO because that's what KO, you know, brings to the table. So it'd be it'd be interesting, but um like I said, I'm not gonna say who I pick for every match. I told you a few of the guys that I like would win, that that I would like to win, that I would book. But then there's a difference between booking it, you know, yourself, and then picking, being realistic of like, you know, okay, this guy's, you know, that guy's gonna win, or WWE's pushing this guy. They want this guy to have this belt until this long or whatever. So, you know, that's how I do my picks. Now, if you want fantasy booking, you know, I always give you fantasy booking. I always give you, you know, what I think they should do. But that's not that's not the picks. That's not what um that's not what I'm gonna do. So, um this is gonna be my weekly spot for as far as wrestling goes, I'm gonna do wrestling on Wednesdays. I'm gonna try to do um oof. if I can't do live reaction shows, it'll be Mondays for like the pay per views. So like Money in the Bank, I'll probably do it. Um if I can't do like a live reaction show that that Sunday night. I'll try to do it, you know, Monday before Raw. I'll try to drop the podcast before Raw airs. So you get a little um little feedback, little little indication of where I think they're going. Um as as far as wrestling goes, that's gonna be it. I'm not I'm not gonna do any um Um trying to think of when. I could probably do my predictions Fridays or Saturdays. Probably gonna be Fridays. Probably gonna be Fridays. No, I'll do them Saturdays. I'll do them like Saturday night. I'll do my predictions. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, you know, so that's that's uh that's my thoughts on Raw and SmackDown. I'm gonna wrap this thing up and bring this thing to a fucking close. Um, thanks for listening. You know, thanks for listening. Thanks. I'd love all the support. Love all the feedback. Tweet me out. Retweet. Like. Fucking follow. Send me a DM. Ask me a question. Ask me a question about anything. I'm covering football. I'm covering wrestling. I'm covering fucking uh, basketball. UFC. Not so much baseball. Don't hit me with no baseball question. I'm not doing it. No, I'll do it if you ask. But, um, you know, send me some questions, man. Tweet me out, Instagram me, DM me. Don't fucking call me. Just don't call or text. Tweet, DM. And that's it. And with that, I'm going to wrap this thing up, guys. I'm going to bring it to a close, man.